0: Hello everyone and good morning. We are going to go ahead and get started here in a few minutes on the why, what's, how's, and why's are important in the arena. So this is going to be my first live instructor chat that I will be hosting on the Hoof Falls and Foot Falls Facebook page. And before we get started, um, I do want to do kind of an intro and just a couple housekeeping things so first off, uh, for those of you who do not know me, my name is Sabra Papoli, and I'm the owner and founder of Hoof Falls and Footfalls. And the whole purpose of Hoof Falls and Footfalls is to provide an educational resource to help instructors, whether you're an able-bodied riding instructor or adaptive riding instructor, um, you know, take your teaching to the next level, and um, you know, really. Grow your your resources as an instructor, and just to provide that information. And so I do that in various ways. I have a blog on my website, Hoof Falls and Footfalls, and then um, I also do email blasts. I do posts here on the Facebook page, and then I host uh, in-person instructor workshops and also online instructor education. So just so you guys are aware of all those options I have. Also, um, I am a PATH International Advanced Therapeutic Riding Instructor, an equine specialist in mental health and learning, uh, certified through CHA, and then also faculty for the PATH uh, Registered Instructor Workshop and Certification. So um, that's kind of my background. I've been specializing specializing in equine-assisted activities uh, for about 10 years now, and then I've been around horses all my life. So I came from the able-bodied or your traditional riding background of showing, um, you know, 4-H, all of that stuff. And then I transitioned into adaptive or also sometimes called therapeutic riding and have done that, you know, very heavily for 10 years. And then now I do a combination of both. Um, So everything that I do with footfalls and footfalls is geared for both able-bodied Um, or traditional riding lessons so people who don't have a disability and you're teaching them uh, for instructors that do able-bodied and also instructors that do adaptive or therapeutic riding so adapting how you teach horseback riding or horsemanship depending on the physical cognitive and emotional abilities of your students so that's kind of just a little bit about me Uh, during this time I do want to let you guys know that I do work from home right now, um, so I apologize if there is any noise or interruptions. I do have two kiddos that are here with me and dogs and animals and all of that, so I apologize ahead of time if there's interruptions, but I think we should be good to go today. Also, um, there should be a poll that is visible on your right-hand side of the screen, so make sure that you guys uh, take the poll and let me know what next live instructor chat topic you would like to hear about and um also for those of you who are joining live or watching this as a replay if you can please comment and tell me who you are uh, how you found out about this and kind of what you're looking to get from them that would be awesome and that's just so that i can see who is watching the live instructor chats, whether it's live or replay uh, so that just helps me out And I will go ahead and um Hi, Mary. And then I see, I don't know if Josie's still on here, but hi, Josie, if you are on here, um, let me put a note in here for you guys really quick. this morning all right and then also for those of you who are joining in whether it's live or replay just so you guys know there might be uh, an opportunity for you to count this as continuing education for you if you are a path international certified professional um, and I'm putting that link here in the comments right now. So make sure you check and see what type of continuing education hours you need depending on your certification. Um, and then this also might meet that live or the educational webinar option for, um, I believe it's the general continuing education hours. So please check that out. All right. So we're going to go ahead and jump into our topic for today. So today we are going to be talking about what, hows, and why. Uh, and why those are important in the arena. So doing what's, how's, and why's um, is not something that just happens in able-bodied riding or therapeutic riding or adaptive riding, whatever you call it. Um, It is something that is a common technique used across the board, whether you're a fitness coach or a teacher or a life coach or whatever you do. What's, how's, and why's are kind of that backbone and a fundamental building block of really good teaching technique. And before we get going, I do want to clarify a couple terms. Um, Like I had mentioned before, I'm familiar with able-bodied or traditional riding, so teaching people who do not have a disability how to ride. Uh, And then I also am familiar with and work with um, adaptive riding, sometimes also called therapeutic riding. I have very specific reasons why I choose to call it adaptive riding, um, and that's just because therapeutic sometimes gets too easily slipped into therapy, which I do not do therapy. It is all recreational. Um, and there's blog posts on that if you're interested. Um, so uh, just kind of a note on those. I do want to note that what we're talking about today, whether you are teaching you know, advanced riders, beginner riders, special needs riders, this information applies across the board to every single student you'll teach and also even if you are working on the ground, doing lunging, round penning, tacking, leading, riding, everything. This is just good teaching techniques, no matter what you're doing with your students and with your horses. Um, so why what's how's and why's are important. So when you take a look at good instructors, there's kind of you know you're you're either an instructor, you're a good instructor or you're a great instructor. And One of those things that sets those different levels of instructors apart from each other. One, of course, is their level of knowledge in their area of expertise. So whether it's skiing or horseback riding or fitness or whatever it is, how well do you know what you're teaching? And then beyond that, to make them a good instructor, not just a good skier or a good horse person, but an actual instructor of that topic is their ability to communicate with their students. And one of those key pieces of communicating are teaching techniques. And there's several different ones, so you've got what's, how's, why's, you have task analysis, you have um, your instructor presence, or we call it arena presence. And so there's tons of different pieces that go into teaching techniques, but we're gonna focus on what's, how's, and why's today because that, that is kind of, the root of everything we do and everything ties back to what's, how's, and why's. So um, takeaway points. uh, Today, you are also going to get some takeaway points at the end where you can go, hopefully, apply them to your lesson and hopefully bump up how many what's, how's, and why's you are doing um, in your lesson. So I hope to not only give you information on what's, how's, and why's, but also some actual real-world application to take away and go do in, in uh, whether groundwork or horsemanship or riding lessons. All right, so what's, how's, and why's? So when we break that down, what's, what is what you're doing? So what is your skill that you are teaching? For us as riding instructors, our what should be a riding skill? Or a horsemanship skill, um, something that ties back to the horse and what we're doing with the horse. So examples of that um, could be, um, you know, learning how to steer your horse, learning how to ask your horse to stop or walk on, learning how to have correct position in your saddle, learning how to bridle your horse, learning how to read your horse's um, body language, learning how to control uh, your emotions and how you're feeling, because that impacts your horse. Um, or identifying what emotions you're feeling and how it's impacting. So everything that we do, the whats that we do, as adaptive riding or traditional riding instructors, should tie back to horses um, and and riding skills and groundwork skills. And often when you're watching a lesson and I, I challenge you to go out and watch your own lesson or go watch a fellow instructor or even listen to someone you take lessons from. A lot of times, unless you're thinking about it, your what's, how's and why's stop at the what. So how many of you guys have heard heels up, sit tall, look where you're going, turn your horse uh, to the left so you can go over the jump. All right. Up in two point for that jump or half seat. Um, you know, it. It really is a bunch of what's. So you're telling your rider what to do, and it stops there. And a lot of times, as instructors, we think, well, well, our riders should know how to set up tall. Our riders should know how to steer the horse. But we can't take that for granted as instructors. And it's our job, and we're getting paid most of the time, to tell people what to do it and how to do it when they're riding their horses. So not only telling our students what to do, but how and why to do it is super, super important. And um, the the what is going, you're going to have tons and tons of different what's. But if you only focus on what's in your lesson, that is falls into what we call kind of traffic cop mode. So you're just directing traffic. You're telling people where to go. But that's the end of it. So we don't want to fall into being a traffic cop. Uh, you want to actually be an instructor and give people how and why to do things. So your how. How is how you do the skill. So we're going to use the example today of stopping our horse. So what is how to ask our horse to stop? Or a transition from the walk to the woe. That's another you know walk, halt, walk transition. That's a little bit more technical term there. So our what is um, walk to halt transition. And then our how is going to be our task analysis or the breakdown, the steps, to do the what. So how we might ask our horse to go from a walk to a halt. Um, you know, kind of general level explanation might be on the count of three, you're gonna ask your horse to whoa, And you are going to do that by one sitting up nice and tall, so we're gonna tighten our tummy muscles, we're gonna look forward, and we're gonna sit even on both sides of our bottom. Then, you're going to ask your horse to whoa with your voice, and if they don't stop, then you will gently pull back evenly on both of your reins, and once your horse stops, put your hands back in your neutral position. So, that is just kind of a general how of your, walk to halt transition and your how might look different depending on the student that you're working with maybe your student for the halt tra- the walk to halt transition maybe you are just looking at them looking forward past their horse's ears for that halt maybe you're working with a low functioning rider who is a and who has poor posture and poor core strength and you are just working on that first step of looking forward and sitting tall. That might be your how for the what of stopping the horse, or you might have a a more advanced rider where you get into a lot more fine and technical things of, all right, on the count of three, we're going to ask a horse to woe. You are not allowed to use your voice. It's going to be all seat. We're going to sit deep first, have heavier outside rein, and then as we slow our horse down, we're gonna then apply inside rein so that both are, are equal. Um, and then you, you're going to either use your inside or outside leg to help keep your horse straight on that woe, depending on if your horse is turning one way or the other. So that how you do it is going to change depending on the ability level, um, cognitively, uh, physically, and then also riding skill-wise of your students. So keep that in mind. I would highly recommend though that you um, either write it down, I suggest writing it down because it's really good practice and you get it in your mind, but um, write down your hows for the common what's that you teach. So walk to halt transitions, walk to trot transitions, um, going up in two point or half seat, um, shortening and lengthening your reins. So what are those things that you commonly do and how are you going to do them? And then um, also we have our why. And a lot of times the why gets left out as well because we tell our students what to do and how to do it, but then we get so caught up in that that information and that talking that we forget to tell them why. And this was something that I struggled with um, as I was working towards my advanced certification and something that I really had to make. Uh, a point in my teaching and practicing and really making it a conscious effort to include the whys and your whys of your what and your hows give you give the student the context behind why you're asking them to do something and why they should be doing it. Um, the whys of your skill and or your hows also help what the rider's doing to stick in their brain a lot better. Um, And then it also helps to create a foundation in your riders to build independence because hopefully your riders can go ride a horse without you observing. And a lot of people buy horses, they take lessons, and then they go out and they're on their own. And they need to know what to do, how to do it, and why they're doing it So that they can apply it in later situations when you're not there and you want to build critical thinking in your students and build independence and build that internal dialogue that you as an instructor have and you know why you have to do it and when to do it. But you have to pass on that information to your students and how you do that is not only giving them what they're doing, how they're doing it, but why they're doing it. And for any of you who are adaptive riding instructors um, or even do uh, horsemanship with individuals with special needs, if you have ever worked with a person who um, is a little bit oppositional and defiant, maybe autism spectrum disorder, ADHD, uh, the whys are extremely important. And especially for our riders who need that concrete, logical information The whys help make things stick. So it's not just, well, I'm telling you to sit tall. Well, we need to sit tall so that we can correctly use our tummy muscles and so it's easier for you to steer your horse and so your horse stays happy and your balance on their back. Um, So those whys really give context and motivation and reasoning and logic behind what the person is doing and not that you're just an annoying instructor telling them to do stuff. So, um, we're going to now, we kind of talked about what's, how's, and why's in general. And, um, well, really quick before we move on, sorry. Why we would do a walk to halt transition. One of the reasons could be, well, it's really good to know how to take your horse from walking and stop them so that you can stay safe. You might need to stop and adjust your equipment. You might need to stop and listen to directions. You might need to stop and think about what you and your horse are going to be doing. So, it's just a good thing to have a safety check and be able to stop our horse safely and correctly. And it's important to know how to stop from a walk, uh, going from a walk to a halt before we go faster on our horse. Um, so, there's you know, some motivation, there's some whys behind why we do walk to halt transitions. Um, so now we're going to kind of move on to tips to incorporate more what's, how's, and why's in your lesson. So with what's, how's, and why's, um, for those of us who teach adaptive writing and you've gone through the PATH International Registered Instructor Workshop and Certification, uh, you guys have probably practiced writing lesson plans. And uh, your objective for your lesson plans usually includes a skill, a measurable objective, um, and, and that's skill for the day. So let's say our walk halt transition. So Ryder will demonstrate walk halt walk transitions uh, three out of four times without verbal assistance from the instructor. So that could be our goal for the day. Now the transitions, the walk halt walk transitions, in my mind as an instructor, where whether I have that written down on a lesson plan Or Whether I just have that in my mind because I'm going out and I'm teaching and I know that's what we're working on That is going to be my main skill for the day and as instructors whether you teach Able-bodied traditional writing or adaptive writing It is a really good habit to get into to have a main objective or a main skill Or maybe a second skill that you are going to be focusing on for that lesson and you need to verbalize that skill You need to verbalize what you're doing that day to give your riders context and to give them Um, you know, a frame of where they need to focus and what you're going to be working on. So that is our what. And during your lesson, you're going to have your main what, how, and why. So going going back again to that example, our main what, how, and why for today is going to be walk, halt, walk transitions. So I'm going to give the how we do the walk, halt, walk transitions and why we do it. And the first time you explain what you're doing that day, if you cover it all at once in that first explanation, that doesn't mean that you can't just stop there. You have to keep reinforcing your main skill all throughout your lesson. Because just hearing it once or practicing once is not gonna make your student um, proficient or perfect at that skill. You're going to have to give the what, the how, and the why's of the main skill multiple times during the lesson, multiple times during the years that you teach your student, and you might have to change how you're wording it depending on the student. And you might have to change the explanation as your student progresses, or maybe they hit a roadblock, and you have to figure out where that roadblock is. And then in addition to your main skill, so, walk halt, walk transitions, you're also gonna have supporting skills that you're working on. So for walk halt, walk transitions, what other supporting skills are we gonna be doing to practice that? Well, there's holding reins. So what we're doing, we're holding our reins. How we do that, firmly grasp your reins, you know, three fingers or four fingers over the rein, thumbs in line with your rein, and then you also, and then why we have thumbs on top of the reins to help lock them down so they don't slide out of our hands. Um, other supporting skills for what call walk transitions, reining or steering your horse. You know you have to steer your horse using your reins. You have to look as you turn. So um, and how are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Um, position. So leg position, uh, heel position, upper body position. So all of those. Are supporting what's or supporting skills that you also need to include hows and whys in, or or include hows and whys for, I guess. So don't forget that every time you tell your rider what to do, so whether it's sit tall, heels down, look forward, look around your corner, whatever you're doing, if you're chirping directions at them, don't forget to include a how. And a why, because that is going to make you much more effective as an instructor and your student is going to learn a lot more. And also, after you give a what, a how, and a why, you need to assess whether or not your how and your why, especially your how, was effective. So if you tell your rider to do a halt or a walk to halt transition and that horse is still kind of stumbling on and continuing to the walk, um, well, obviously, something is not right, so I need to change how I'm explaining, or maybe explain in a different way, or um, add in another piece, or take it a step back, or do something differently because obviously, how I explained it was not effective um, to get the writer to do the what of the walk to halt transition. So, you can't just leave it at, well, we're doing this, this is how we're doing it, and this is why. Then you have to observe your rider and see if they are actually doing it. And then you add in more what's, how's, and why's, depending on what your rider needs. Um, So, uh, Let's see. So we covered separating into two pieces. So main what's, how's, and why's, and then you've got your supporting what's, how's, and why's. Um, The next tip for you guys to take into incorporating more what's, how's, and why's into your lesson is that, um, and I've so I've reviewed hundreds and hundreds of lessons, and some of the most commonly missed pieces for instructors to give some really, really good what's, hows, and whys are transitions, and turning, and also position corrections. We do those all the time. So you tell your riders all the time, sit up tall. Well, how do you sit up tall? What does that mean? What does sit tall mean? How do we teach our riders to correctly use their muscles to sit tall on their horse? So, um, you know, there's various ways to do that. There, uh, there's, um, body mechanics that goes into how to sit tall on our horse. We're not going to go into that now, but explaining how to sit tall. Um, and then, uh, I just got sidetracked. Sorry, rabbit trail. Uh, turning so everyone okay. Turn your horse left. Turn your turn your horse around the barrel. Well, how 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 is your rider supposed to do that? Do you just want them to look? Do you want them to pull both reins? Do you want them to pull one rein? Are they supposed to lean like a motorcycle? What does that look like? So you need to not just tell your riders what to do on turns and transitions, but you need to tell them how and why almost every single time because I guarantee on those transitions and those turns and your position corrections, your rider can always improve. And if your rider, say, well, okay, so you might give the feedback, well, my rider is really good at woes, so I don't really need to give what's, how's, and why's. Well, that's where you transition into incorporating what's, how's, and why's in a different way. So you might say, hey, that was a really great transition. Can you give me two things or two hows that you did the walk to halt transition that made it so successful, and made it so smooth. So you then put it back on your rider to give you how they did it and why they did it. So that's then taking all that information that they have hopefully been soaking up from you and building that internal dialogue and then getting them to verbalize it back out to you. Um, and also, if your rider is stuck on something, so you you've been really working on transitions and that horse just keeps you know stumbling through the wo- uh, stumbling through the woe and just kind of keeps rolling forward. If your rider is able, have them explain back to you what they're doing. so walk to halt and how they're doing it. And that might be a very, very um, you know enlightening conversation to hear what ap- your your rider is actually interpreting from the instructions that you're giving. And I know I've had it happen tons of times where I have explained something to my rider and I thought I had made a certain point clear or I had thought I had said something and my rider explained it back to me and we missed a a super, super important step in that skill that we were working on. And it was like, oh, well, there we go, done. No wonder we're having issues doing our transition or our trot or whatever it is. So don't be afraid to ask your writer questions, get them to say stuff back to you. And then also when you give praises, you can incorporate, um, you know, specifics about why it was so important that they did it uh, that certain way or, you know, the how they did the whoa, what was great about that. So, you know, giving specific positive feedback and praise is an opportunity as well for you to incorporate how's, what's, and why's. Um, So, that is kind of what we are going to be talking about as a whole today. Um, If you guys have any questions about what's, how's, and why's, please comment right now. We'll kind of do a quick question and answer at the end. And then also, there should be a poll that you can see, but, um, oh, looky there. So there's a poll that I just put up. I forgot to publish it. Sorry, new uh, new option. But if you guys can please vote on what you guys would like me to cover next, um, either levels of task analysis, specific positive praise, or facilitating independence. Uh, my goal is to do either one or two of these live instructor chats a month, um, probably same day, same time, because this works well for my um, my time and my schedule. But, um, you know, I would love to do instructor teaching techniques. That's what I love doing, what I love teaching. And also, if there's something on a poll that you you would like covered but you just don't see, please message me or comment here and let me know what topics are important to you and what you want to hear about. Um, So if you guys can please like and share this video. I would truly appreciate it. Feel free to share this with other instructors and then also keep your eye out for an upcoming instructor. Um, I believe it's going to be an instructor intensive because that was the kind of the vote, but an online instructor intensive class that will be hosted through a Facebook uh, group. It will be a closed private group. So keep your eye out for that. Um, You know, as always, feel free to shoot me an email, shoot me a message over messenger. I love interacting with you guys, so um, please let me know if you have any questions. I do still have the comments open. And then um, this will be uh, be viewed after the live time is over. So like I said, feel free to like, share. um, You know, this is information for instructors. And then uh, let me know if you have any questions. Other than that, please make sure you vote, whether you're watching live or watching afterwards, so that we can decide on what the next instructor live chat is going to be about. And then also I have another live interview coming up with another fellow instructor in a couple weeks. I'll be posting that information soon, so please be sure to tune in and check that out. That will be super cool, kind of a digital online way of networking and interacting and hearing from another certified professional. So uh, super excited to share that with you guys as well. Thank you for everyone who joined in live and thank you to everyone who is watching this afterwards. Um, Truly, truly appreciate it. And um, I look forward to seeing you guys during the next live instructor chat and I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day.